Okay. Was that? I thought we were going to start it like a more pretentious douchey way. Mmm, Kyle, yes, yes. What was the movie that we just watched? The cinema film. Well, I didn't mean actual pretentiousness. <laughs> I thought... Mm, yes, the dulcet... Mm, the <laughs> okay. cocoa tones, the almond <laughs> butter feeling from the 3.5 millimeter jack in my seat when I listened to... Mm, the All right, seats. I just assumed you would do a oh, Kyle entrance. I'd say, oh, oh hi, Lincoln. No, I... No, I thought you'd be that guy. Sell out fucking hacks. Since when? <laughs> You didn't beg for Jimmy John's uh, sponsorship. One of the first Did we? ever. Yeah, one of the first. Wait, you know what? We never fucking got it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, Mercedes. I'm on the subway hey, now. Hey, so I we... really wish I could eat fresh right now. Oh my gosh. Hey, so we watched the Disaster Artist. Yay, we got it. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't. We get didn't it. get it. It we... took some work. It took some. We traveled a bit to see this. <laughs> Taking some time off work and stuff to go see it. Glad I did. Oh yeah, it was cool. I liked it. I liked it. That's it. Hand done. <laughs> So with The Disaster Artist, I know quite a bit about the source material. Did you read the book? I did. I've read it like four times. I've read the book. Really? I also actually- You own the book, don't you? I own the book, and I reread it about a week ago in preparation for this. It's mostly pictures, so he can do it. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. I know what green is. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, you don't. And I have a lot of problems as someone that really enjoys the book. Because the disaster artist, more so than anything, was just a love letter to fans of the room. Which is why we thought it would be. It just didn't delve into the things that I wanted it to delve into. And it handled a couple of things incorrectly, in my opinion. Which we also knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So, pretty much solid recommendation all around, before I go into the spoilers, because there's one big thing I want to talk about, primarily. Before we talk about the movie. (gasps) The Chevy Dancer. We need to talk about Chevy Dancer. (laughs) (laughs) So Mercedes, Mercedes gets a lot of road rage. <laughs> and a lot of time, that's a fucking understatement. And a lot of time, I don't know if it's if it's unjust road rage or yes. if it's like real road rage. It's unjust. Like, She's mad that other people are on the road. Doesn't what? matter. Oh, it does matter. That is not true. It matters. <laughs> that is not true. There was a man in a Chevy, a Chevy truck? Silverado. It was not a Silverado. With real who, tornadoes. Who was, was doing a lot of motions with his hands, mm. which initially we thought was him being like, fuck you, fucking go over, fucking go behind me because I don't feel like driving fast. But then we realized that he was in the zone. <laughs> he cabbage patched. He became the legendary Chevy dancer. Like he was knee driving, <laughs> just fucking hitting it. And then he started doing air piano. I want to know what he was listening to. He was doing snaps and points. We figured it had to be like a Britney Spears type. There was some poppiness there. There was so much attitude in it. He could have got some Bruno Mars. Yeah. But the thing was is that we passed the Chevy Dancer to see. He didn't have his windows down. Well, we. What if there wasn't music? Whoa. That's rough. All in his head. Because there's so much mystery to him because the man behind the gyrations just seemed like a guy that works on, like, radiators. <laughs> yeah. Not somebody you would see, like, seriously rocking out, going down the road. It was amazing. We were, like, cheering him on. We were excited. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the Chevy Dancer ties into the Disaster Artist very well. We were a click of our phone away from being those from a normal YouTuber and just filming it. Oh, yeah, and putting, like, not clickbait, funniest driver ever. Sure. Smash that motherfucking like button. <laughs> Subscribe for more Chevy Driver. And we just follow him to his house and he sleep. He followed <laughs> his dreams, Kyle. 
and he was fearless <laughs> like Tommy Wiseau. Mercedes hated him at first, though. Because I thought he was being a dick, and he was like, I refuse to get in the slow lane. But then when he started doing the Axl Rose head weave yeah. bob thing, you were in. You knew. Yep. Then he took both hands off the wheels and started just doing something. Yeah, well, he just was doing the air, the air piano yeah. there for a while. We saw a cabbage patch. Mm-hmm. There's probably a dab in there we missed. There was a confirmed cabbage patch. Oh, yeah. We saw that. He had it, several rotations. It was, he was cabbage patch. I, th- I thought Lincoln said like a shovel or something. Was oh, yeah. He did the... Mm-hmm. He was, dig- yep. he was digging, digging holes. Pones. Yeah. <laughs> digging holes. <laughs> I loved it. Fucking incredible. It the movie awesome. could have been garbage, and I would have loved the experience today because of Chevy Driver. <laughs> what if Godspeed, like, Chevy Dancer. What if he won like the lottery? And he just didn't give a fuck about anything in the world. It right doesn't now. matter. His happiness was so contagious. That's true. I am a miserable, jaded human fucking being. <laughs> yep, that's he true. He brought joy to me on the ride home. <laughs> a Christmas miracle. Oh, fuck Christmas. <laughs> but he just brought Chevy dancing joy to me. Kind of reminds me of a shy halud from Dune. What? You're going to drop Dune references here? <laughs> Mercedes, you're like the Quisash Tatarak. I don't understand. Is that a sex They're pretty sturdy. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Can they lift couches and barrels pretty easily? Just water couches. (laughs) Okay, so... You want to to explain your water couch? Huh? No! I want to talk about the fucking disaster (laughs) artist. Shit! All right. Shit. So, yeah, uh, James Franco, huh? Well, spoilers start now. Right now. If you know the source material, there's really no spoilers to this. So, the problems I have with the movie... I don't want to act like, because I feel like I'm going to be very negative. Are we worried about this? Lake and I are going to come across very negative, but I will say we both highly recommend this film. Yeah. It's not bad negatives. Mercedes is just sad. Yeah, it made me very sad. It's just there's so much to the story that I think it was a mistake leaving out because the story is a very surface level. In the movie, it's super surface level of what their actual relationship is because... There's this dichotomy between Tommy and Greg of where that Greg is who Tommy wants to be and Tommy is who Greg wants to be. And they don't really kind of tap into that like they do, but they don't. And also there's really none of the weird homoerotic undertones of their relationship as well of where Tommy, Tommy wants to fuck Greg. Who doesn't? So you don't think there was enough of that? Well, I just don't think that their relationship, which is a very complex and very unique relationship, was really shown to me a lot of the relationship before they started the room in this movie was just to hit the beats i don't think they really gave enough to any of the elements well and also it was greg really liked tommy because he was such an enigma yeah and they didn't really become friends for a while and the beginning of the room they didn't really start out as like buddy buddy because Tommy pretty much forced him to do the room. Really? Because Greg at the time was getting no roles. His acting career was essentially over. Well, uh, it never started. It kind of did. He Kind of. Eh. So he, Tommy knew that Greg was either going to somehow get a big role, which was very unlikely, or he was just going to leave. So Tommy said, if you do this movie, I'll give you like $50,000 knowing that Greg could not say no to that. Because another thing that's not really talked about in the movie is Greg's relationship with his parents and how they did not like him being an actor at all. 
and his mom sabotaged his acting career. One of the original agents that he had called Greg for a role, and his mom was like, fuck you, I don't want my kid to be an actor, and so the agency dropped him after he he went like six months trying to get this agency. Really? So they don't talk about that at all. I didn't know that. Which is why kind of the why Greg did the room is not really, in my opinion, expressed well in the movie, other than him just being friends with Tommy. It was literally like he either did the room or he goes back home to a family that may or may not take him in again. Like he didn't have an option. And Tommy knew that. I almost wish this movie was more the relationship before the room. It's more half and half. Mm -hmm. And I wish that the room wasn't such a big part of this movie. Most people. Most, I say that because Mercedes has seen it. Most people are seeing this movie because they are familiar with Tommy Wiseau and familiar with The Room. I mean, you know who Tommy Wiseau is because everybody quotes him all the time. You're surrounded yeah. by it. Yeah. I don't know how you haven't watched the fuck. Room. <laughs> Lincoln owns the soundtrack. It's probably mm-hmm. in his car right now. It's not in my car. Okay. My roommate owns the movie, so. I have it. It's on Blu-ray. I might eventually watch it one day. To, we legit like it as a film. I liked it. Or no, The, no, the, room. the room. Yeah, oh, okay. I legit think it's... a. No, I don't want to say good. Well, because it's not objectively good. <laughs> it's good in the sense, you know, when we were driving, I was talking about how, the, to me, the room is outsider art. It's, it's Remember how we weren't going to be pretentious? And listen to the <laughs> well, you, there's no way to not... Using his hipster terms and shit. So it's kind of like with Daniel Johnston. Like, you can't really, a majority of his songs, say that they're objectively good, but there's such, like, the innocence and heart behind it that it truly is just, like the purest of artistic expression out of someone. The Room is the same thing with Tommy Wiseau than Hi, How Are You is to Daniel Johnson. Well, to me with Tommy Wiseau is, I don't think he gets spoken highly enough in The Importance for Independent Film. People, you know, I mean, uh, you hear Lloyd Kaufman, you hear Kevin Smith a lot. To me, Tommy Wiseau is one of the big ones. Like Lloyd Kaufman's thing is always make your own damn movie. Just do it. And that's what Tommy Wiseau did. And I think he should get all the credit in the world for that. He was told he couldn't. He said, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway because I want to. What amazed me was... The budget for that movie. like That you... has been bounced around at different numbers a lot through the years. No one knows for sure. Well, do you think that... Because that's the thing. Like, I don't know what He would... did buy all the equipment, and that alone is going to be a good chunk of his budget. Well, I think the, the all the things that he bought, that they know that he actually bought, that all took up about $3 million. Like, just that itself. Not talking about paying people... Not talking about renting places, like all the stuff that he bought for it. And then he did do everything on set. He did pay for it to stay in theaters. He paid for Bill. Everything for this movie is out of his pocket. But would you? He didn't have investors. Would you consider that an independent film, even though it costs so much money to make? Yeah, because independent. He didn't have studio backing. He did. He did it independently of a studio. Yeah, but he had the money of a studio. But he's not a studio. Okay. He didn't have the promotional. Of a studio. He bought a billboard in L.A. Yeah, well, but that, a week ago, buy a billboard right now. Because that's in kind LA? of the difference. In L.A., if we had the fucking money, we could. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of the difference between how, the, in my opinion, I don't think Kevin Smith is necessarily an independent filmmaker. He is, hasn't been independent in a long fucking yeah. time. <laughs> because he still has studio backers helping promote his movie, even though a lot of it, majority is out of his pocket through like his film agency. Tommy didn't have anyone giving him money. Without a studio, no one would have watched Yoga Hosers. Yeah. No one. Even though that was self-funded. You know, it would have been like Clerks, and you saw it in select theaters. And then it became big there and then rolled out, but... 
You know, it didn't start that way. A lot of them didn't start that way. Like Paranormal Activity. We saw it a year before it ever released in the theater. Or at least I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Saw it in a little art house theater. Much like this one, which yeah. is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I like that theater. It was pretty cool. I love the movies they show. I just wish it wasn't such a pain in the fucking ass Oh, to get there. So I wanted to talk about this. Um, during the commercials at the beginning. Those are called previews. Previews, yeah. There was a couple that was sitting behind us, and I laughed, and I said, fucking Americans. And Kyle was like, what? And I was like... Oh, what did they say? I'll talk about it during the podcast. So the preview that we saw was a German film, and yeah. there were subtitles. And the guy behind us was like, who wants to read a movie? Oh, and I was gosh. like, fucking Americans, lazy motherfuckers. Where do you think we are? <laughs> he was in an art theater. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, guy. That movie looked really good. I, it looked awesome. Yeah. I get the people that don't like subtitles if for a good reason. Like, they can't focus on both. I know people oh, like that. yeah, yeah. I, there are good reasons for it, but people that just don't want to read a movie are missing out on some really good fucking movies. Yes, yes, they are. Some really good fucking films. Mm-hmm. That just made me so mad. Sorry, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, I didn't put two and two together. Uh, there were great previews there. It mm-hmm. was weird to go to A24 film and not see nothing but A24 film previews, which is why we get here when we get A24. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They'll all be, which is cool for us, because mm-hmm. we fucking, I didn't know if you knew this, we fucking love A24. Did you know they have a newsletter? I meant to grab one on the way out. They had some there. No. I they have a fucking thing you can subscribe to. I meant to grab one. God damn it. I was trying to, last year, do the program with A24. What's the What's the thing where you work for somebody, but you don't get paid? It's an internship. Internship. They had an A24 internship that I wanted to do, but yeah. it would have cost too much money. Yeah, because yeah. you don't get paid. And I'd have to go to California. And find money. That's true. That you wouldn't be making at your full-time job. Well, they might pay you. No. It, they, I remember seeing it. It was an unpaid pit. Oh, internship. it was unpaid? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you probably wouldn't have got it anyway because they probably would pick film students. Yeah, that's usually what happens. If it's unpaid, it's because you're getting credit for it. Yeah. It's work experience. Mm-hmm. But and I they would have just looked at you. They, just, uh, they would have just looked at you and said, you're that. just going to wreck catering. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Is it? Yes, that's fucked up. Look at him. <laughs> he would have just he would have he would have like flipped I'm not saying he would have eaten at all because he would have just complained that like oh, there's all this meat by product in here <laughs> probably not it's A24 it's probably full vegan yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah. true I love A24 minus Tusk so <laughs> fuck Tusk the uh, negativity aside because I, I want to talk about more about negative stuff but I don't really want to do it right now yeah we don't I don't want to be top loaded on negativity I thought James Franco's performance was great. Okay. I, it was f- absolutely fantastic. He became Tommy Wiseau. No one else could have made this movie. That's true. Other than Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> he made it himself. Which would have been way, way different. <laughs> I would have loved it, though. I would have loved yeah. if Tommy Wiseau's like, I'm making the disaster artist be like, fucking A. I wonder if that's why they left so much detail out, because he's going to have his own movie. No, the reason they left so much detail out is so that Tommy would allow it to go forth. Yep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's based on a book, but all the things they're doing, like the room and all that, he owns the rights to that. Yeah. He That's could have true. shot down a lot of this film. His likeness. Mm-hmm. He could have let them not make it at all. So they needed him on board. So okay. they made Now the fact that he there are some negative things about Tommy in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that he let that stay in, I give him credit there. You know, he he wasn't painted in the best light in this film at all times. No, he wasn't. Neither was his asshole. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Mercedes had to cover her eyes because we saw James Franco's asshole. We I, saw the asshole. I, I can't do that. Puckered. 
But it, now a lot of the negative things they just touched on, like the way he was treating the actress who played Lisa. Oh yeah, during there's like more the to that. Scene. There's way more to that. I thought it was fucking terrible. There's also way more to how he was dangerously close to not only getting the entire production shut down, but getting sued by her by that actress. No, by everybody. Oh, by <laughs> because there was no access to water, which they talked about very briefly, but that was like a big thing. He refused to feed them or give them water. And they had to use the bathroom that was like next door. But he, you know how they showed like his bathroom yeah. that he made? Uh-huh. He built like a real bathroom and put like a lock on it so only he could use it. I see. Yeah, it wasn't a toilet behind a curtain. <laughs> yeah. and some things in this movie are played for comedy, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. There's one thing that's played for comedy that I want to talk about. This is like my favorite scene from the book. They turn it into a comedic section that I don't agree with at all on why they did it. I understand why they turned a lot of this to comedy, though, because they knew people were going to laugh anyway because it's to Tommy Wiseau. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Just go go with it, you know? Because there's a scene in the book. It's pretty early on. So Greg first meets Tommy, and they decided to do, do the scene together, and so he goes to Tommy's house. And it's a scene with a pen, which then in the movie... Tommy's playing it. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, it's at a restaurant, but in the book, it was just at his house. And it's like this really sweet scene of where Tommy opens up fully to Greg in like this really sweet, innocent way about his hopes and dreams. And is talking about how that he wishes that he had a planet so that he could he could be on the planet and nobody would think he's weird. And it just kind of shows kind of like this innocence that Tommy has. And then this is just showing that he's weird. Yeah. Because at the end of that, like he says all this stuff. That Tommy also is actually an alien. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's just a sweet scene. And Greg, like at that moment, kind of understands a lot more about Tommy and kind of how fragile he is. And then Tommy, when Greg is leaving, says, you know, since you're part of this, you need a pen. And he gives him the pen. And then it has a little globe on it that says Tommy's world. It's just a really sweet scene, but they just turn into just comedy Throwing. scene. I said I just don't think a lot of those scenes had enough time to breathe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a minute long scene. You know, it was a couple lines of dialogue. He gave him a pin, then we're on to the next scene. Yeah, I wanted to see more of the interaction because they're just, hey, we should hang out. And then immediately they're like, hey, we're friends. We're moving to L.A. We're doing mm-hmm. no friendship works this suddenly. You know, like not even with Tommy. Like not even with Tommy. Well, especially not with Tommy because he. There's a lot of points where Tommy, I don't even think, really wanted to be friends with Greg. And and there are characters that are important to the story, like Greg's girlfriend. They go from give her giving her number at the bar to they're dating and moving in together. Like, there's no... There was that scene where they were watching TV, and she, like, they didn't admit that they were dating yet. Yeah. But to, to show, like, the true, like, jealousy of Tommy, basically. Not that's That's where, like, the homoerotic stuff comes into play, of where the... Tommy was so jealous and controlling of Greg. And that's why the room, kind of the script, why a lot of people think it's autobiographical is because that's kind of the betrayal that he felt was that Greg decided to leave him not only in acting, but leave him in a like relationship-wise in his eyes. So what you're saying is potentially, if it is autobiographical, Greg could be a mixture of Lisa and Mark. Oh, yeah, she definitely... Definitely. Because I don't know that Lisa was like a real woman in his life. No. I think Lisa was, like, this, now we're getting deep in a break. I think she was more a representation. Yeah. Which is why in the, in the room, she's really just symbolic. Well, she is a character that is just surrounded by just symbolism. 
And it's just and spoons. Yeah. And spoons. Red dresses. <laughs> they don't talk about the spoons either. No, because, I mean, he did base this off Shakespearean. He's a mm-hmm. very big into Shakespeare. He likes it. He put it in yeah. that aspect. He saw it a lot in this movie that he loved Shakespeare. Yeah, and he does. And I, I think that's good that they showed where the movie came from and his mindset in this film. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just somebody that just doesn't know what he's doing. Which every body, the first time we saw it, we'd go, look at this jackass that doesn't know how to make a movie. <laughs> well, then you start reading on it because it's a movie that sticks with you. Yeah. And you start learning more about the person and realize, like, no, it's, he's not crazy. He's just sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he had well, a vision. He achieved the vision it just wasn't he didn't have the funds or the knowledge behind it to do it effectively and also kind of on you talking about how sad it is that's another thing that i wish that they would have gone more in apparently they did i thought mercedes was going to cry after the movie well they did but not to an extent because it's pretty sad a big thing with tommy is also that nobody knows where he came from but a lot of the theories Uh, is new orleans the bayou they say in the movie well mark mark Greg says it's by. It's really hard to separate those mm. the character of Mark and Greg <laughs> yeah. with the names. So Greg in the book he talks about how like obviously Tommy has opened up to Greg over the years and it's not stuff that he wants to talk about and it's not things that Greg is going to talk about but he kind of insinuates that there's a lot of like real like the Tommy's a really damaged person and I can see that like really sure. like a lot of you issues know, in his past. Well, and things of like not wanting to say where you're from or how old you are. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you don't want people to dig into that past. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say Tommy Wiseau is his birth name? Yeah, which more than likely is not. It's not, yeah. I mean, we have no no way of knowing. You would think, though, if it was, you could easily find out in today's world where he's from, how old he is, mm-hmm. like all these things that no one knows about him. Mm-hmm. And that was, a th- that was a thing that I wish could have been touched on a little bit is Greg's sympathy towards Tommy really putting the fuel in the fire of their relationship. He starts out from really idolizing Tommy to then really feeling sorry for him and staying by his side out of just respect of a friend that he's made. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't come across as that. Oh, it did for me. See, I don't know. To me, it didn't. I don't know. But to me, the thing that came across more was Greg knowing that he had to leave him behind, basically. That's not really touched on mm-hmm. too much in this because that is something he w- was trying to do. I kind of, I had that feeling a little bit whenever. He wasn't just accepting of staying with the room and turning down other roles. Yeah. One of those other roles because they were real roles. The uh, the scene where he was offered um, the Malcolm in the Middle thing and he asked Tommy, you know, to let him do it. At first I thought he was going to lie. At first I thought he was going to be like, hey, can I have that day off? And then lie about where he was going to be and then just go do that part. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, so he did so, still respect him. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did kind of see that a little bit where he was kind of wanting to leave him behind, but didn't. He wanted his permission to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wanted him to be happy for him. Yeah. Because that's what they came here to do. Mm-hmm. But Tommy's more like, this is you and not me. Yeah. It's a sad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he just has, you know, a history of, people leaving him and that was kind of like the big betrayal that Mm -hmm. he saw from greg is like we came here to together make it and now you want to leave so that you can make it spoiler he never really made it (laughs) this is true i mean (laughs) no (laughs) but you know it comes full circle as the peak for both of them was the room yeah Mm -hmm. 
the movie that can you imagine if this movie never would have seen the light of day? You know, think of Tommy Wiseau wasn't so determined. That's Where true. would we be today without the room? I don't know. It's it's really interesting to think about that because of how much cultural significance the movie if has. If Tommy Wiseau didn't exist, no one would be talking about James Franco today. Well, yeah, it's spe- that is untrue. No, no, no because <laughs> James Franco and Seth Rogen and all of those people together that did the oh, fuck what was the show that they did where they're all high school nerds freaks and geeks yes freaks and geeks okay freaks and I geeks think about it. was made because of the room because it gave them the vision and determination that tommy always said this is real like without that we would not have them we would not have all these comedy movies we would not have That's james apatow james franco adamantly for years has wanted to make mm. this film judd apatow would not be here if not for the room like there's so much in like comedy and just movie world in general that wouldn't have happened because of the room if it never existed who knows what would have happened to adult swim on comedy central yeah that's their biggest peak was when on april fool's day they showed the room that's where most people saw it as well that's where i saw it i was like what mm-hmm. in the fuck am i seeing a naked <laughs> man ass when i turned in to watch aqua teen hunger force <laughs> this is where's my sea lab this ain't sea like, lab there wouldn't have been harold and kumar there wouldn't be the hangover. Basically, the people at the beginning of this film, they do this weird documentary thing where it's celebrities talking about the room and talking about stuff. Yeah, I saw. A lot of them wouldn't be there. You think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think they're all talented individuals and they would have they been They could somewhere. have been, but have, some of them have said like they wouldn't have pursued it because Especially they were Seth afraid. Ro- yeah, Seth Rogen and James Franco, that was their whole thing, is that they never would have pursued their goals if it weren't for Tommy Wiseau. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. So for them to be in this movie and do it was awesome. And James Frank, I mean, we cannot say enough. Mm-hmm. He deserves every award he's nominated for for his performance. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because he is Tommy Wiseau. What did you think of the... Oh, you had known of Tommy Wiseau, though. Yeah, I'd known My of cur- What I really want to know is someone that has seen this movie that did not know who Tommy Wiseau was, what did they think of this character and the performance and the dialogue? Like in... I feel like watching this would have been like watching The Room for the first time. What in the fuck am I watching? I don't know. But he became Tommy Boy, so mm-hmm. I love him. My biggest flaw of the movie, of all my nitpicky stuff, that I think is a legitimate complaint is, I'm sorry, but Dave Franco, I was not impressed by him. Who is that? Why, why do you keep... Who is that person? He played Greg. The reason oh, why he didn't impress didn't like me him? is because I've seen... For some reason, I've seen like every movie that Dave Franco has been in, and <laughs> he plays himself in every single movie. He was just playing himself again. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing Greg. Greg. That's okay. not how Greg is. Greg was a very timid and shy person. He was like that in the beginning a little bit. But then they had a scene where he breaks out as, as an actor, but then that just becomes his normal life, yeah. and that's not how he really was. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It just wasn't true to the real life greg and i just don't know why that he was allowed why james franco just allowed him to just be himself one of the big complaints i had or nitpicks i guess is they do focus on the filming of the room but most of the characters aren't important in this movie like julia danielle do they even ever call her by name no now that could have been because she may just not want to have anything to do with it still that's like true. she's embraced it for the most part of being okay with the legacy of it, but she does not to this day. I still don't think that she's like seen Tommy in like 10 years. Well, and people, she still gets crap over the movie on Twitter. I know mm-hmm. we, we follow her on Twitter. Yeah. She's, oh, she's really fucking nice and funny. 
Which if character you follow her, was she? Lisa. Oh, she was Lisa. If you follow her, be a decent human fucking being. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Because um, I watched a thing on Funny or Die. I don't know if you saw it. The room actors, where are they yep. now? But it's fake documentary. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious in it. Really? It's like her doing drugs in a back mm. room, still in the red dress. <laughs> She's really a funny person. But like those characters are important to Tommy, not just to the room. And they yeah. weren't really in this. I don't know if the actor that they got to play, whoever played Denny, just had a, he needed so many shots. Because there's several times for this where they just show him. Yeah. For yeah. no reason. Well, I think a problem with it also is because a lot of those characters are integral to the, to Tommy because Tommy was just like really abusive towards them. Like that's a big thing with her is that it was fucking hell for her. And that was partly because Tommy had a weird obsession with, and it's touched in the movie a little bit of Stanley Kubrick. For some reason he thought that every director needed to be like Kubrick in the shining. So he would just like mentally abuse her the entire time. Cause like, that's what he thought you needed to do to get a good performance. Yeah, they did say that in the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's not really touched on in this too much. I thought it was. I not. It was pretty not rough watching that. No. And then the character of Sandy was not really shown as the character that he was, or the person that he was. He had a way bigger role, especially because when Tommy decided that he was the main actor in the movie, which, I mean, technically was. Sandy took over to try to steer the ship away from the iceberg. And it is just kind of like a really quick transitional scene. It's not even a transitional scene. He's just directing now. Yeah. It goes from, I'm the script supervisor. I should see the script. He's like, ha ha, everybody wants to see the script. And then the next thing is Sandy yelling cut. And it's like, mm-hmm. And I- they don't talk about the mystery of the script as well. So much of it. Because he never, did anyone ever get the full script? Greg. Greg did. Nobody ever got the full script. Everybody else just got their, whatever was their being line. filmed that it was day. just their lines. Their lines. Yeah, that's it. Really? Not even the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why at the premiere, it was more exciting because they didn't know what they were about to watch. They just didn't know. And that's yeah. why some performances are awkward and the way they, like, they're angry for no reason in the movie or... Oh. Mm-hmm. they makes more sense. They, they didn't, didn't know, know and they weren't directed. Well, and the conversation that they have them have outside of where they're kind of, like, taking bets on what the movie was about, that was a real thing. Nobody knew what the movie was about. That's kind of cool. Not if you're an actor. Why? But, you know, for most of the... Well, I mean, a lot of them, because... Because this was their... This would make or break them. Yeah, this was their... These weren't known actors. Yeah, this was their big break. And so, being in an environment where you don't know what the movie you're doing that's going to be your first major performance is, is very scary. I don't know. That's like if, if you're a surgeon, and your first major surgery is happening, and you ask, like, okay, what am I doing the surgery on? They're like, ah, you'll figure it out. You'll be fine. That's what it's like. I don't know. He just like with uh, Greg's character, he just seems so desperate. They're like, "Can you do this? Will you do this?" And he's like, "I will do anything you ask." Well, he was. So if someone mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, I need you to star in this film," but you don't really know the plot too much, I'm sure someone would be like, "Yeah, I need to eat tonight." That's so. why they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they did it. But like, they don't touch on the character of Peter, like why he quit. Yeah, that was a big one. He just disappears in the movie because he was sick of Tommy's shit. What did Tommy do to him? Just abused him. Just mentally, mm-hmm. just insulting. Because one thing, yeah, one thing with Tommy that is not talked about at all in the movie, and I didn't think it would, is how he pretty much, like, in my opinion, financially abused everyone. Of where he understood that because I have all this money, you cannot leave because I'm offering you so much money. And some of them did. Anyway. Yeah. They were just over it. Because it was not a good work environment. 
It didn't look like it, no. So that's why it was weird, like, at the end to see them all at the premiere and happy and... It didn't... I mean, the, one thing that touched on it again was with Lisa's characters when that the sex scene comes up. She's like, oh, God, because it's coming, and she remembered it, and of him fucking her belly button. <laughs> As his asshole just breathed like a manatee's mouth. It's so weird. I'm glad I didn't watch it. Oh, we saw it. Mm-hmm. Lincoln didn't understand why there was only one. It's like, where's his other butthole? <laughs> Am I different, Mama? <laughs> mama. Well, how did you feel about the, after the movie, the end, the side-by-side comparisons? Um, I thought it was interesting, but I don't know the point of it, really. I guess it was really... To me, it was more bragging. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Because a lot of those scenes are not in the movie. Why was why did you not use the flower shop scene for Sandy to be like, this doesn't even order. Mm-hmm. This doesn't even make sense. And then Tommy's like, human nature? Well, that's where the, the, this mainly just being fan service comes in. Because instead of it being the movie breaking down the relationship between Greg and Tommy while this fucking insane movie making extravaganza is going on, a lot of it was just like, hey, remember this scene? Here's us doing this scene. I almost feel like with the end, I mean, they tried to shot for shot, you know, to line up dialogue the best they could. I almost feel like James Ringo just wanted to remake The Room. Which is fine. You know, I would have loved to see a movie of the lead up to the room and then sequel where James Franco just remakes the room. I guess I wish the disaster artist would have had less room stuff because it was cool and it was funny. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that scene, but that's all that was. Yeah. Well, I don't need this cause I know what happens after I, you know, I know what the movie looks like. I don't know. I can literally come home and watch it. I wish there would have been less of that. I think people would have been very upset if it wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. But it was a large chunk of the movie. I think because I'd never seen the movie before that, like when those scenes came up, I kind of just focused on the characters and because there'd be certain points where, you know, things are tense between Tommy and uh, Craig and then they would do a scene. Craig. Greg, I don't know whatever. Who Craig is. Greg. And they would do a scene together and you would kind of like see them emote in a way of like hatred towards one another or whatever. And it kind of I just focused on that more and how like eventually like Greg <laughs> got his uh his like voice and he was starting to like bring the hammer down on Tommy like no you can't do this and I thought it was interesting seeing him go from but he says you can't do that and it just goes along with it anyway yeah Mm. well I mean what is he gonna do he doesn't have money like Tommy does that's true it would have been nice for them to have a scene of where Greg is talking to his girlfriend because he kind of confides in her of like I have to do this otherwise we're not gonna eat yeah like that's that's how he had to explain it to her because mm-hmm. she was like, why the fuck are you doing this movie? Because she was with him way before the room was starting to be made. Because in, in this, it kind of seemed like that they'd got together right at the beginning of, the, of it being made. No, she knew Tommy she, for a while. This made it seem like she they got together right at the beginning of him moving to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, why the fuck are you doing a movie with Tommy? Like, why is this a thing that you're doing? And he had to say, what, what do you want to do? You want us to lo- lose our apartment? That's I didn't true. think that was put across. Yeah, she like his girlfriend to me, I don't know. Like, Maybe it's just because... She's important to the to the arc. I oh, say the really? arc, this is a real story. <laughs> to the relationship between Tommy and Craig. Yeah. Like, to me, she just kind of seemed like the bitchy girlfriend. She had very good reason to be, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, I He's don't turning know. down, like, real jobs to continue to do this. Well, which only he, one. We, Well, no, at this point, there's more than that, I think. There's but, a lot more. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which, at the point of this, 
Greg was 100% confident, no one's ever going to see this movie. Yeah. She's like, well, why are you still here? Why is this the? F- why is this your main focus if you're not going to make, like, if no one's going to see this? This is going nowhere. Because they're friends. But sh- they needed money. Wasn't he getting paid by Tommy? But yeah. he could have been getting paid more on something that would get residuals and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because the thing with it is that while they were getting paid at the time by Tommy, once that's over, Greg had done no other acting. So how is he going to get work after that? If he's, he's only done he, one movie that he, nobody's going to see. Then no one's going to see. That's LA, baby. Start from scratch. But that's where her she was thinking logically. She's dating an artist. You can't think logically. But when he is choosing to not take long-term money, she gets frustrated. She's very logical and smart. But you, they don't touch on it in this. No, they also not, well, they also don't touch on the fact that uh, Greg did get movie roles. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. He, oh, uh, fuck. What, what movie is it? Uh, we were talking about. I'll figure it out. I'll look it up right now. Robin Williams. Uh, Patch Adams. He's in Patch Adams. Oh, really? Uh, he's in more than that, isn't he? Yeah, but that's that's one that he talks about. It was like his first role. And in Patch Adams. I mean, it's not like a role. Yeah. Role. He just played a guy that it was like his kid, son or brother died. Yeah. And so like he did that. He's done a few more. Mostly porn. So he did have other work. So why he is his girlfriend porn. bitching? Because there was nothing well, substantial. And it was just non-speaking roles. And some oh. things were for the sake of the film here. They cut out a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's not just the bitchy girlfriend. All right. He was the casting agent for the disaster artist. Did you know that? He was in Puppet Master. He was in one of the mm, Puppet yep. Masters. That's what I was thinking of. For me as a kid, loving horror movies, that was a big deal role for me. Sorry. Oh, everybody. so he um, he helped with the disaster artist as well? Mm-hmm. He was the casting agent, yeah. Why didn't he help What's-His-Face portray his character better? Because he was just the casting artist. He didn't give a shit. Do you know how many royalties he got off the book? And It was somebody else's movie. He had already went down that road of trying to give input. and He was in a movie called Alien Presence. Oh, boy. Like a gift presence or like standing presence. behind you presence? Yeah. Okay. The Pit and the Pendulum? never seen it he played alicia's ex-boyfriend i see um he was on an episode of days of our lives before the room mm-hmm. ed tv he was in ed tv puppet master was before the room patch adams gattaca yeah gattaca that was the other you one. know he did stuff before the room so who was that guy that he was talking to um where they were like having drinks or something on a rooftop somewhere and the guy uh, was talking shit about tommy who um was that guy? i don't remember who it is but it was just a friend that he had at the time that it showed kind of how different that their lives were becoming because he was so wrapped up with Tommy. Because that guy was a friend of Greg's from acting class. Oh, okay. That was, that was actually successful. Get, being successful nice. while Greg was still wrapped up in Tommy. Because realistically, Greg, there's two ways that it could have gone if he never would have been so involved with the room. He either would have been a successful actor or he would have just burned out and faded away. And so it's kind of... But like, now he'll... He'll always be a name in, mm-hmm. in cult cinema. So I also have another question that I was wondering the entire time through that movie. Why didn't you raise your hand? Sorry. Um, what? Why does Tommy eat a salad with pizza? And then whenever they were sitting at the diner, he had three pizzas, no three whole pizzas laid out in front of him, this Kyle. Is a gr- this is a great question because it's actually talked about in the book that Tommy's eating habits are fucking weird. 
So like, I mean, like I don't, you know. Because that's an that's an all American meal, Mercedes. Well, that's that's not what I'm saying. It's the portion size, Kyle. Like, so does he like get well, the munchies? Like he he, would, he was in California. Did he smoke weed a lot? No, they would just go to restaurants, and Tommy would order like five things, eat like a little bit of one, and then just leave. For real? Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's weird. Okay. Well, a that's lot of it it could be like he thinks that's how people do it mm-hmm. to flaunt your money. Oh, that's true. It's hard to that's say true. because a lot of things they touch on this too. He will call it like it's all American. It's the, he, he's super obsessed with wanting to be an all American man. So that screams to me he's not American. Why he wants to play? He's f- not. <laughs> he throws the football when he doesn't really know football at all. That's true. Because it's what Americans do. They also don't talk about how Tommy knows a lot of European languages. Because Greg's mom is trying to figure out where he's from. Because this was before she'd actually like formally met Tommy. She like bumps into him and starts talking in French. And then Tommy like talks back. And then she like bumps into him again and, sa- and says something in German. And then Tommy realizes it's the same person. And then like just like runs away. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. He's so mysterious. <laughs> what would it surprise you if, like, years from now we find out, like, he just comes out and he's like, "Hey, I'm Tommy. I was just had that you he's going like completely normal." He's like, "And you guys said I was a bad actor." So it's just like a fucking. It's, he has been. It has it's been Andy a, Kaufman to like the ninth. The Long Kong of everybody said he could never make it as an actor. He's like, "I fooled you all for years." That'd be a good one. That's interesting. Years. It's like if Andy Kaufman came back and said he was alive. That'd be brilliant. I have. My, I don't think it'll happen. I have my theory, but it's it's a little. Weird. That's it's a real accent. What? Yeah. I yeah, it's real. I think that he he was. Probably... I think he needs to bring back the double belt craze, though. He's still rocking it. And you know what's weird to this day? Huh? Yeah, but wow. that's the thing. He fucking rocks it. It looks good on this man. Because <laughs> he's got like a pirate look going. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. We'd look nope. like idiots. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking cool as shit on him. Really? Did you not? Could you not tell? No, like he said, I remember James Franco saying something like it makes my ass look good or something, mm. but I never saw his ass. So, oh I, yes, you did. Well, I didn't. <laughs> we not saw... in pants. <laughs> from behind, I re- they didn't really well, have a shot. From behind, how else are you gonna see the ass? Oh, shut up, Kyle. The front full ass. frontal ass. <laughs> Side ass. That's true. Yeah. That's where you see the bubble. So, Kyle, other than our nitpicking, what would you like to give the disaster artist? That's tough, because um, I don't know. I'm going to give it like a solid like eight, eight, two. I did really enjoy the film. James Franco's performance is fucking amazing. This movie isn't for everybody. I do have problems with it. Because even here, when we left, I said it felt long. Mm-hmm. It's not a long film by today's standards at all, but it felt long. If James Franco would have done a, t- a terrible job, I that would have been a chore. I don't know if I would have wanted to sit there. Well, and that's why I kind of have to give it like, because I'm really, I'm torn between giving it like a six or seven. Because James Franco's performance is the main factor of it being really like good. That's that's what I'm giving an eight basically is James Franco's performance. Because without him, this movie is nothing. It's just a movie that I think was good that could have been could have been great. great. This could have been contender for best film of the year if they would have focused their attention differently. For me, mm-hmm. I mean that's a personal opinion. What about you, Mercedes. Um, I think I'll probably give it. What do you mean, probably? You have. I mean, you can't okay. go back on this. This uh, is your. I think I will give. No, it... you can go back on it. We've done it before. You can. Yeah. I think I'll give it a seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah, just because. Yeah, James Franco's boss, and it just made me very sad, and so I don't like. I don't like being sad. Well, you know what would make you not sad is to go buy Tommy Wiseau underwear. 
No, I'm good. You can <laughs> buy Tommy Wiseau underwear. I don't want to buy underwear. But it's Tommy Wiseau underwear. I understand. It says Tommy Wiseau on it. And by that, it's Tommy Hilfiger. It just says Wiseau on it instead. <laughs>